thank you so much for tuning into our eighth Divine Clinic Foundation podcast series called Healing is Believing. I'm your host, QW. Joining me is my co-host, the delightful Imam Saab. Today we discuss, is imperfection a perfection? And before we start off, I'd like to um, acknowledge Imam Saab. Assalamu alaikum. How are you today? Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank you so much. Uh, yes, superb. A beautiful, uh, another beautiful day that we've been given here um, in order to disseminate, you know, beautiful words of wisdom from our teacher um, to the wider world with regards to uh, everything that we are able to discuss and hopefully a lot more to come, God willing. Yes, thank you. And this discussion is um, when we talk about is imperfection a perfection, the essence and understanding the esoteric and exoteric forms of religion in terms of healing is very um, crucial because from a perspective of healing, you know, we need to understand that there is a commitment involved in esoteric practices and exoteric practices. And we know in the esoteric um there is the realm that of the high seven levels of consciousness that through the elevation of one's conscious, you're able to get to the higher level within yourself and get closer to God as the veils are uplifted. And we find in the exoteric where healing is on a cellular level and it's just kind of granular and there needs to be an understanding of the esoteric principles so that when people are suffering and praying and they're calling for their prayers to be heard, that uh, there is the, the deeper connection really comes in understanding the esoteric you know, terms of healing. And with this Imam Saab, given your insight and uh, able to explain our audience when we talk about the um, the need to understand esoteric and esoteric um, exoteric forms of religion and healing. If you can kindly go ahead and expand on this uh, message that we have today to mm. our audience. Yeah, sure. Of course. I mean, what we have to understand is it's all from the perspective of healing. Now, when we understand about healing, we understand that we are dealing with people who are overtly in a negative spiritual state that has to be understood first and foremost. Yeah, they are in a negative, a negatively spiritual state. It does not mean that these individuals are negative people. Yeah, it's because of the the resonance of that negativity around them has made them almost very toxic. That even being around other people, they can affect people. You see, there's a reality to this as well. So what we have to understand is when you take these individuals and you put them on this sort of journey and say, well what you have to do is perform and and i think the general rule of thumb with regards to understanding this is that when these people then go into the realms of the exoteric uh ritualistic uh you know uh, institutions where religion is is being followed from just purely an exoteric platform a physical form of worship only with just the form and relation to the form but not with the essence of the function. So when we're having, you know, discussions in that, and these people are then going to these types of institutions, what they're being told is, 
go back to the the basic tenets of religion, uh, which is to be obedient to God. So you must be obedient, and also you must uh, carry on with your exoteric practices. Now, the exoteric practices are not going to be enough uh, to release the shackles of negativity that are surrounding that individual, because the overwhelming uh, state of that individual is is as we said in a negatively spiritual state now the exoteric practice alone because they do not have understanding of the the essence of of the function of the form then they're not truly going to be able to allow to 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 heighten themselves to a state of being able to self-heal and that's what this is this discussion really is going to to, to open up into that sort of concept in understanding that why is it that just merely devoting oneself to just exoteric practice doesn't actually have any real benefits to healing and it doesn't because the the, the and the simplistic understanding is this that negative energy is intangible it's not tangible Exoteric practice is something that is tangible. Again, it's you know, you you it's a physical movement. You know, you are doing or performing um, in an act of obviously in in the process of of what the religious uh, doctrine has laid out for you of whichever religion you follow. Now, what we have to understand is, in its most simple state, negative energy is intangible, and it's also from the esoteric. So how do you take a problem from the esoteric and deal with it from the exoteric? It's very difficult to do that. You cannot solve a problem of the esoteric just merely with, uh, you know, sort of blind faith, as it were, you know, having blind faith. God calls us in all the scriptures to call man, you know, when I say man, and we use that loosely, men, women, um, and all the other denominations of, of, of people out there, um, in terms of understanding that what we have to accept is God is calling us to a sense of reason. Well, he's asking us to reflect. He is asking us to question him. Yeah, To question him. To question him and say, well, why are we here? What is the greater purpose of all of this? You see, when people are in a very sort of a negatively charged state, that they themselves are not able to push themselves out of this because the the esoteric value of the exoteric function or the the form uh, is not carried over. So then you have to then move on to the realm of going to those who can assist you. And in the Quran, he says that very beautifully in Surah Fatiha, the opening chapter of the Quran in verse 7, he says, Anna amta alayhim, to seek the path of those who have been favoured. And so we have to then question this, who are those who have been favoured? Because if the Holy Prophet himself is mentioned in the Quran, in the scripture by name, which he is many times, and there is a surah also named after him, so why then would God, in his wisdom, not mention, seek the path of Muhammad, who has been favoured? He could have said that if he wanted to. As we know, God is capable of everything. You know, it's at his will everything happens. And he has things set for a purpose. So what we have to understand is that we ourselves cannot assimilate ourselves to become like the Holy Prophet. Even though we try and imbibe in the in the traditions, which are the Sunnah, uh, that's what then you know traditionally known as 
but it's not just the traditions alone that are going to be able to carry the weight uh, of removing the uh, the negativity that is a reality of the esoteric dimension. So when we're talking about is is you know is is uh, imperfection a uh, perception, you know it is it, it all down to perception because when you see someone praying, you know your perception of someone praying in a physical form, you then align themselves to say that they are pious, that they are holy. That they are one with God, but the truth of reality is that is far from the truth, because when you introduce uh, such individuals who are highly negatively, you know, charged, and and you take these negatively, uh, you know, the negatively sort of um, spiritual state of these individuals in terms of how they are and how how they have become, uh, along with everything else that they're having to deal with, and you put them before someone who is a, a an advocate of just exoteric practice you know the physical form of worship they themselves will not be able to do anything because god has not given them the permissions to be able to deal with that negativity so therefore then it calls into question in saying that you have to understand that there is a dimension a reality to esoteric practice that you have to go and keep crossing the boundaries, you know, of seeking that journey. I mean, you yourself, as a human being born into this world, when you were born, you were born into this world, um, you, you still had to depend on, on a higher being, which was your mother, yeah, or one who would who would who would look after you. And you relied on them for for your for the nurturing and and the naturing of yourself to develop and god when he when he talks in in chapter two of the holy quran where he talks about to not follow the religion of your forefathers blindly he's saying that you have to question things in order to make progress so then we have people uh, who understand the concept of innovation they say well what is innovation innovation itself is just a relative term you know progress is innovation but progress is something that is happening to us in our daily lives all the time. So what we have to understand is, it's only truly by looking at those who are spiritually distressed and aggrieved that truly we can understand the fund fundamentals of the true reality of religion. Because it's from that reality of which the esoteric practice and the exoteric practice both come together in a beautiful, beautiful state of harmony and and it's in that harmony, you know, that God's wisdom is there and it and and that sort of divine assistance comes and is able to then help those individuals and be able to put them in a position where they're spiritually rebalanced, their negativity is removed uh, to a degree, you know, because, again, everyone ha is under test. Everyone is on this path, you know, uh, for a purpose. So you know with regards to the divine clinic foundation with what it is it's uh it, it's a place where people come to get to get rebalanced to get fixed and then to go back out to the world but they go with the right tools and the right resources you know it's not a place where you come and learn jurisprudence it's not a place where you come and learn you know law and, and things like this because these are all things that govern your your worldly life you know and God says in, in the in the Holy Quran, he says that he will raise you with your leaders. So who are your leaders? And if your leaders are around you and 
you yourself, and I say this to you, dear listener, if you're listening and you're spiritually afflicted, then should you then be in a position to be able to go to the leaders of your community and express, you know, your symptoms and your your plight to them? Because they are people of good standing within the religious uh, community. And the reality is that these people then would say, well, we only know the value of the uh, exoteric. Uh, all we deal with is just the exoteric form of religion. We do not understand the esoteric. And the reality is that when you look, when you take a step back and you look at the, the three major religions of the world, you look at Judaism, Christianity and Islam. Now, when you look at Judaism, Judaism is a religion uh, which has elements of spirituality, but it's mainly, f mainly focused on the laws, the laws, uh, the laws of Moses. Yeah? So th those are there, the, the, you know, the, the commandments from God in which one has to turn to obedience to God. So it's mostly about the Sharia, the compliance, the regulation, yeah? the governance. You know, in in uh, disciplining oneself to be in a state of obedience to God. So what we understand is Judaism it brought with it the law of God. When we look at Christianity, we understand that even Jesus, peace be upon him, was born of a, a virgin mother, and um, even from a very young age was displaying such, you know, miraculous things, talking from the cradle you know, talking with wisdom at such a young age to clergymen of the time, you know, in order to bring about justice in, in social injustice where, they, where it was happening and it was rife because the clergymen were corrupting or using the, the religion of the old in order to suppress the people. And, and obviously with Jesus, he was trying to then bring about a revolution, a revolution of reclaiming back the spirit of man. And that's quite beautiful because then you understand fundamentally and you look at Christianity today, it's more about the spirituality. You know, it's all about that, that spiritual arm. You know, there isn't much focus on the law itself, as it were. It's more to do with the, the spirituality. So when you look at Judaism, Judaism itself brings a law and then Christianity comes and brings the, the you know, the spirituality aspect of, uh, of that. But then you have the seal of the prophets. You have Prophet Muhammad sallallahu and his holy family and his loyal companions. And what you understand of, upon his reality is that the religion that was brought, you know, through through Prophet Muhammad sallallahu is that it brings about the combination of the law and the spirit together. So you have that perfect balance and that perfect harmony in which then you're able to move forward and progress as God had intended for you, you know. So that's truly when you can start, you know, going towards the path of attaining the higher levels of consciousness because that, because you have to look in the sense of progress. So the religions themselves are progressive. You've gone from Judaism to Christianity to Islam. And it's and very beautiful. It, you know, it's it coming back to how um, the exoteric, you know, it has its limitations because you need both to work hand in hand, esoteric and exoteric. And when you look at in terms of the healing uh, perspective, it is, it, you know, spirituality is something today 
um, trying to find a spiritual master that has perfected their faith and able to help um, humanity with no judgment and here for all faiths, you know, all genders, you know, gen um, gender, social class, that is what a true spiritual master hears. It's not uh, segregate when one is seeking help because we at the Divine Clinic Foundation are here for all of humanity. And you know, we, we, we do stand on the principle of, you know, there is one God and he has created all of us as his favorite creation. And when we understand uh, healing and the trials and tribulation that uh, man goes through, uh, the help that we offer here is for everybody. And what we what we strive is through these spiritual cleanse to perfect the heart. You know, come cleanse, take all the negativity, so that when we talk about you know is in. Um, imperfection a perception you are given a um, a platform to see how truly it is to feel when your heart is in a perfected state of this elevation through a spiritual cleanse and then should you decide to continue and carry forward you know we all have choices every day that we make um, and how we like to invest our time but Truly, we know when we're looking for peace, ultimate peace, you will not get that peace when it comes to the material aspect. And it's really going within yourself to self-reflect and to, you know, to um, God and the reverence of God, because it says in the Holy Quran, surely my reverence shall those they shall, shall they find peace. And and saying with all of this in terms of healing and um discussion of the uh, perception of imperfection we as beings are created here as a test to overcome our our ego and when we master that then we are able to perfect ourselves um, with this imam saab we are nearing the end of our segment uh, i'd like you to add on to anything else um, that could help our audience today uh, with this subject matter, it would be greatly appreciated. Of course, and I just want to just really close off with just really saying that, you know, for those who are listening and understanding that, you know, if there is negative affliction around you or, you know, you are sensing something that is of the, um, is not of the norm, you know, because again, it's very, it's, it's, it's very easy to, uh, assimilate yourself to a situation and say this is now my norm this is my reality now i have accepted this and what we're saying is no don't accept it don't accept anything but perfection but you must start with the first step in acknowledging and what the truth is and to be true to yourself and to say yes there is a problem and i want to find out more in terms of how i can achieve a higher state of peace a more sustained state of peace and I think that's what we're trying to do, really, is just to try and send a, a you know, a, a, a message globally, nationally, internationally, you know, just really just to say that the peace is is here, you know, and it's there. And it's for those who wish to take it and to take it with their hearts, open, open your open your chest and to take, you know, because God is God is giving. He's most abundant, you know. So with that, really, and just to conclude on that. 
Uh, it's been a very interesting discussion. Um, so I thank you again for um, you know allowing us to uh, to give us time to to resonate on these matters. I think it's very very important. Thank you, Imam Saab, and thank you for our audience and listening in. And inshallah, we look forward to continue our discussion in our next uh, podcast series. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you.